All right, man. Welcome to the 290 More Podcast. I appreciate your time. If you could, introduce yourself to my viewers and listeners. How you doing? What's the word? My name is Johnny Daniels. I go by Johnny D. I'm the founder, CEO of uh, Initiating Change for Self, ICFS Consultants. Okay, okay, okay. That's that's some, some big things you got going on. But before we get there, we're going to start at the top, man. For anybody who don't know you, who might be their first time interacting with you, you know what I'm saying? Let's go into a little bit of, uh, of your background, where you grew up, how you grew up, and and how was that? Man, uh, I grew up on the Clarehurst, man, the Clarehurst West Side. Uh, ended up going to Foreman, played football there. Uh, from now, I ended up going to Purdue, played football there. Uh, yeah, That's mm-hmm. awesome. Real, real hoop dreams, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so we ain't just gonna gloss over that a little bit. So, was football always a love, or when did you get introduced to it, and how did you get introduced to football? Yeah, uh, yeah, football was always my thing for real though. Like football, it really, it really had me. Had my mind like focused on something. I had something to occupy my mind on, so I ain't getting in trouble or nothing. Right. Um, I was always a little aggressive for real though, so okay. that was like finding an outlet. Okay. You feel me? And once I found out I was good at it, I stayed in that lane. Okay. So was just was, that was, was it always football? Cause you you big and tall. Mm-hmm. Was it was it? How did you get introduced to it? Was it? A family member playing or all Jews like man, you big as hell. You finna get your ass on that field and take us, take us, take us to the promised land. How did that work out? Uh, shit, I hooped too. Shit, okay. I hooped a lot. Shit, I like follow. Stayed in the tournaments there. Mm-hmm. Follow hooping at the park. Yeah, uh, it was more so my uncle, my uncle Hank. He had took me play football or something like that. Cause they played football, so okay, you okay. By, I guess it's just something that came natural. So. I ended up playing for this team called the Flames, like fifth grade, fifth or sixth grade. Mm-hmm. First time I get there to the field, like I ain't, I ain't even get a chance to practice. First, my first day there, we I'm had sure. a game. We and need I, you now. Yeah, yeah, and I went off shit. So from that, it's been a wrap. I that. I'm like, it's that easy. Yeah. So, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so so you playing football? Did you have a goal to to make football more than it was, or was it just something to to release your aggression, something that you was just doing? Uh, once I found out I was good at it, mm-hmm. and, and like I could I could just like just maul motherfuckers without going to jail or whatever. That wasn't never the case. I was still a shorty, but it was just like I knew I wouldn't get in trouble for doing it. That's just like the nature of it. So it was fun, just that itself. But then once I felt like once I realized I could I could do more with it. I just stuck with it for real though. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this is it? This is all you gotta do for that? That's mm-hmm. all you gotta do for that? So I'm like, oh, okay, I can see, I can see myself going far in that. Okay, okay. Outside of, of the release and the aggression and, and being mm-hmm. able to legally hurt people, what's your favorite part about football? What's your favorite thing about football? Man, like, right now, I see just the, the structure of it. Mm-hmm. The structure, like, and the discipline for real though. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's, it was, it's deeper than, than just what people see though. It's right. like the things behind the scenes though, like getting up at a certain time. The studying. Studying, you get what I'm saying? Like being on your P's and Q's and like, it teach you how to be a man of your word for real though. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of things that help with like, growth as a person though with football, you get what I'm saying? Accountability. It's accountability, you, know. you get what I'm saying? Then it's like, it get, it gets your skin thick. Like nobody can tell me something I ain't hear from my coach then told Exactly. Me. You know or just from the guys on the field. Just from the guys, you know what I'm saying? Then it kind of give you like that that unity feeling too though. Like you going to war, like this is literally war. Like exactly. we, 
you know, like I always say, you got to be some type of, you got to have some type of loose screws for you to just want to go running to somebody for two hours straight, mm -hmm. though. You know what I'm saying? But right. it's, it's a fun thing. And enjoy it, you know what I'm saying? Because sure. I, I knew kids that, that just was forced to play football because, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, they was big, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they ain't have it in them, you know? They was yeah. big for no reason, you I'm know what I'm saying? So, so I definitely know what that, what that what that's like. So before we get off the football, mm -hmm. um, when when you went to Purdue D1, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so how was that experience? A lot of guys don't make it to that level, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When you made it to that level, did you expect to get there or or was you like, man, I, I made it? How was that? What was that experience like? Man, that's a good question. Oh, uh, so when I when I when I first got Purdue, that was like my first D1 offer. Okay. So the experience itself was brand new. I wasn't prepared for it because ain't nobody before me go to really show me the ropes. Exactly. So it's a lot of things that I wish I would have known. You feel me? That I didn't have. I ain't had the opportunity to know. But I did learn a lot though. Um, I learned that it's a lot of distractions though. <laughs> There's a lot of distress. I got exposed to a lot, like just meeting different, like just different people with like different women from like different countries and yeah. everything. That's that's so surprising was, to hear from somebody from Chicago being su su ex uh, surprised about being, what they've been exposed to. Can you elaborate yeah. on that a little bit more? All right, so I met, um, I met, so I got, I had a teammate from France. Uh, it's just hearing how it is over there. It's like a, a culture shock for real. It's different. Even so much of meeting people from like different states for real though. And sometimes like, you know, when people hear college, mm -hmm. they be like, everybody gonna be uppity, but it's different people from different hoods, from different states, right. and y'all the same. Right. But y'all growing together too. Right. That uh I met a girl from Russia, uh I met somebody from uh from Ethiopia, you get what I'm saying? Just different places. They look different, it's like everything is different. So having that exposure, that was something that um I was grateful for going into a D1 college for that. Um, and even so much of like the sports, like mm -hmm. you gotta come with it. It's it's not normal. Like right. you, once you get to that, you kind of realize like, all right, I am one of the best out of the best. Cause this type of stuff, like that's mm -hmm. serious though. Like people live and die for that. Like it is like, you okay. know what I'm saying? Okay, is Purdue in Indiana? Purdue in Indiana. Okay, mm -hmm. so how was it? How was it living, living on campus? How was the 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 local area there was it susceptible to 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 the to the new people to the black people you know what I'm saying because mm -hmm. you hear sometimes uh what's the school I forget the name of the school it's another school in Indiana where they used to be like man off campus you know what I'm saying moms getting pulled over you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying getting called niggas well, how was how was it outside the the local the local area uh outside like the college town yeah like college town how was that uh I mean it was like it was like a lot of people. A lot of people from outside of uh, the college town, a lot of them, some of them like kind of migrated from, from the city for real though. So it felt familiar a little bit. Um, I had some people, I had uh, some people from the city that moved down there anyway. Like my best, like one of my best friends, Mike, he, he stayed down there. So I had somebody who, you get what I'm saying, that was mm -hmm. from the city that I could still connect with. So I mean, but. I ain't really experienced like no, no really okay. like no racial stuff down there for real though. Okay. I heard about it, but I, me personally, I ain't experienced. Okay, okay. So, um, you you experiencing a culture shock? You got people mm -hmm. from all over the world, but you're still playing ball. So, if you could sum up everything, what was your most favorite part about being able to experience being a D1 uh, football player? Mm, 
networking, networking. Okay, definitely. You know what I'm saying? So it was. It's like uh, it's a lot of people who I never burned bridges with. I um, I learned that your first impression means a lot. You know what I'm saying? And it's like people still remember me mm-hmm. based off that first interaction we had. And they grew up. You feel me? Like they graduated. Now they working in like Gucci and stuff like that. All Just right, different right. connections that you can make with people though. So right. like. You know what I'm saying? Like coming off, like just being genuine, like being open to experience something different and, and, and looking for like different experiences. Stuff okay. Like that. Okay. Okay. That's definitely dope. And I definitely see what you're saying about that. Cause you know what I'm saying? People with their other majors, you mm-hmm. call them now and they, you know what I'm saying? Seated in their positions sure. and whatnot. So before we leave the football, let's just talk about your overall career. How did you think it went? How did you think it ended? And, and how do you feel about it right now? Mm. Right now, I, I, it took me a minute, man. And we get like, I, I talk about that like last. So my overall, I say high school, that, that high school, I had I had a ball more so uh, because I was with my people. I was my friends and everything. We, you feel me? Grew up with and we was balling together. So that was just fun. Uh, college, I think I could have done better. I think I caught on too late because like I said, there's things I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like the importance of Stand in a weight room. Mm-hmm. CPS don't yeah. really like don't you, really go. You really self-govern yourself. You feel in CPS, me? You know That's it. Saying? They don't really tell you too much about like they tell you like, hey, go to the weight room, mm-hmm. but it's not like you know what I'm saying. Not scheduled like mm-hmm. like programs. When I when I got to college, people would be telling me like they high school had weight room uh, scheduling and stuff mm-hmm. like that. We didn't have that though. Yeah, it'd be more so like that. So when I get that, everybody else big. I'm All like, right. you a freshman too? You with me? Yeah. So I knew I was gonna red shirt going in. So I just felt like there was a lot more I could have did. I could have mm-hmm. eliminated my distractions, mm-hmm. uh, and I could have listened more. Listen, listen to res- uh, listen to understand instead of listen to respond. All right. Me thinking that I knew stuff though. You get know what I'm saying? Even if I did, just shutting up and just. Just knowing, like, hey, I still need that playing time right. for this. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I think it could have been better at Purdue, but I went to uh, UAPB my mm-hmm. last year of football. I went to uh, just to get the HBCU experience. Mm-hmm. I had I balled up there, though. I had, I had fun up there. Yeah, HBCUs, uh, yeah. prime getting them on the map, man. Yeah, they, they gonna, yeah. I think they're going to try to snatch them up to a top five pretty soon, but... Uh, talk just uh, since you mentioned that, let's talk about that real quick. The HBCU experience. How mm-hmm. big of a difference was that from the 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 Purdue location? How, was it a big difference? Was it? Mm-hmm. Could you tell it was an HBCU? Like, what was the the differences between Purdue and then the HBCU? Man, we was in the middle of the hood. Oh, yeah, <laughs> what was it at? It was in Pine Bluff. We was in the hood. That's in Indiana too. No, that's in Arkansas. It's in okay. Arkansas. Okay. Yeah, so. Arkansas Pine Bluff, we was in the hood, man. I, I had a ball that dude. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie to you. I always said, bro, I probably should have went there at least two years earlier, though. Yeah. But I had a ball down there. Um, just like the people, like, you know what I'm saying? It's our culture. It's, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's us. We feel comfortable just being who you is. Everything goes. I mean, you know, you be who you is regardless, but like, exactly. people understand you, though. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You got more understanding. Uh, that's just black being around black More people, people though. To in that to, setting. You know yeah, that, that was I had a I had, hey, come on, go to HBCU. I'm telling y'all, but go to HBCU. Okay, okay. So outside of the football, you know what I'm saying, college is a, a institution of education. Mm-hmm. So what was you studying? What was you majoring in? And 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 where has that led you to today? Mm. 
I uh I graduated my master's in forensic psychology. I thought you was finna say forensic. What's the uh the police when they do the crime scenes and stuff? I thought it was forensic. Something, uh, something forensic like, like that. criminal forensic, something, something like, like that. that. So, so cr- forensic psychology. Uh-huh. Explain to me what that is. So, forensic psychology is like the study of like um the it's, it's the study of like the the mind, like the criminal mind. But that's criminal psychology. So, forensic psychology more so like serial killer though. You get what I'm saying? So, it started off that way. So, I got into it because I had asked the question. When I was watching a documentary, you get know what I'm saying? That's a random documentary on YouTube. Like, what would make this person do this? You get know what I'm saying? And so from there, just me being curious, I started researching more into it. And it's like, I feel like this is something I, I enjoy learning about. You get mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so after I started learning about it, I learned that a lot of traumatic events that led people to be serial killers usually started in their in childhood, for real. Mm-hmm. You get know what I'm saying? Like, and... When I look around, it's kind of like sometimes that'll be glorified though. It is. You know what I'm saying? It's glorified even so much. It's I know it probably don't be popular to say, but it's, it's serial killers that we know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. They just using the tools. Yeah. They catching bodies, this mm-hmm. many bodies. I mean, that's not normal though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. not a natural thing for us to think. When you're a baby, a baby don't come out a serial killer. You know what I'm saying? A baby comes out. Or to even, you know what I'm saying, do something like that and then, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, go eat dinner with your family. You right. know what I'm saying? You, you feel me? That's, that's that's something. And so I became <clears throat> curious around like what would make somebody do that? Mm-hmm. I always say curiosity is the foundation of learning for real. Though. Exactly. I understand. So it's like, man, like just trying to check that out though. Okay, okay. So with you being a major in forensic psychology, mm-hmm. and I just got to ask this because, you know, you probably already knew about like the Jeffrey Dahmers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So when you, if you have, if you, when you sit down and, and see these type of publications or TV shows, do you, are you overanalyzing it? Like, man, ooh, ooh, he, he, this, he, that, or even when you just may know somebody in the neighborhood that that may be in 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 that certain in that certain circle, do you do you overanalyze everything? Like, man, he probably had this. Or I've seen him growing up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He he ain't had no his his mother and his father is that something are you over analyzing things now that you a major in that field mm, yeah in a way i do because it's kind of like i know it's factors that come with that though mm-hmm. it's like what happened to him you know what i'm saying that it makes somebody have like this mind of of, of, of wanting to do that though mm-hmm. real though and it's like that's why i want to work with the youth though you know what i'm saying to catch that okay before okay. it can get before it get farther i feel like if it could be prevented or at least try to help them out though. You know what I'm saying? Then that'd be that'd be helpful though. Okay. And stuff okay. like that. Okay. So you you uh so did you did you graduate college? Did you finish? Mm-hmm. You you got everything that you you went for? Okay. Mm-hmm. So now that you done with college, um, right out of college, did you immediately start working with the youth, or what was that? Did you go straight into a a specific job in your area? How what was right after college like? Man, right after college, so. This, like what I was saying earlier, like it was an adjustment. Like mm-hmm. I don't think people really, if you didn't play college football or any college sport, you get what I'm saying. That a, the transition from college to real life is different, bro. I'm telling, you, like real life, bro. Like it's 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 a hard thing because it's like if I did I, if I'm doing something all my life, that's all I know. Right. You get what I'm saying. And then you hand me a piece of paper and tell me, go ahead and go and live life. Right. I never had a job before. I don't know how to interview. I don't know how to pay bills. 
So it's an adjustment. Now I got to catch on to things. And so I get confused because I'm so used to having a mindset of like doing things a certain way. And so it's like, all right, it's a confusion. Of people going, I know people that went to depression. I was one. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Like, it kind of sounds like how like people be when they come home from the army, you know what yeah. I'm saying? When they was in ROTC, all high For school, sure. then they went to Navy or Army or something, then went to overseas, then they come mm-hmm. back home and, and they, they kind of like they don't know, feel like what to do. So right after college, what was your first job then? And what was that experience like? My first job, I was a uh I was a carpet salesman, man, at Empire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I worked there for about a month. I figured that that wasn't me for real early. Uh, then after that, I was a bouncer at this club. I uh, can see that. <laughs> I was there for a little bit. I had a, I had fun up there. Then from there, I did armed security at this uh, this school. Then after that, I started working for a juvenile. That's mm-hmm. cause then that's when I started getting to school. So because I was in school and I wanted to work directly with that type of that type of population, I, I started working with a juvenile. I stayed there for three years. Then from there, I was a group therapist. From uh, I was a group therapist with uh, this company, Children's Home and Aid. And we would go around all the CPS schools, talking to the kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm here. I, okay, I'm here okay. Now. So before we get into the youth, let me just ask you about your, your security guard and bouncer career. What was that like? What was that experience like? Cause I always used to be like, man, I don't know if I could do it. Cause if it's a certain type of situation coming going on, I'm like, hey, you know what I'm saying? So, what was that experience? Is that so, did you ever have to deal with any tricky situations, or was it for the most part, you know what I'm saying? People was cool. I mean, it was it was cool for the most part, but it would be some people who people would try to. You get know what I'm saying? Right. If you look like if if you look like you feel me. Some people just don't care about Some people just don't, don't care about, care about how big you is or none you got a blick. None of that. So none of that. Uh, um, yeah, me personally, I ain't never been through it, but okay. I wasn't gonna put myself in nothing like that okay. anyway. Yeah, you came with a blick. I'm cool. You got it. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. I just had to <laughs> ask that in Chicago. You, you hear yeah. a lot of stories about security guards. You know what I'm saying? Going above and beyond. Sometimes they even lose their life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I ain't one of those. That's just something I, I always. Because I consider, you know what I'm saying, being security, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, and stuff like that. But just as me, as far as putting my life on the line for, for the public at large, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. for a party, I'm running with y'all, man. You know I'm telling saying? you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 So let's get into the youth aspect, man. So um, a lot of people... We all surrounded by the youth, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it take a special kind of person to take them into consideration, their growth and development, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? How did that start? Was it strictly based off, you know what I'm saying, you knew the need or was you introduced to it? How did you, uh, working directly with the youth, start and begin? Uh, really, like, just branching out from school, for real, though. Uh, and um, I really didn't know what I wanted to do in life. I just, mm-hmm. I got to a point of... Me, you feel me, having that problem with just, just just transitioning in life for real though. So I really had to set a foundation for real. And I think my foundation started from belief. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So really, so much of just getting in tune with God though. You know what I'm saying? Like really, really, really figuring out like spirituality though. Like really finding myself in that though. And from there, I don't think... More, I don't think many people will believe me, but a lot of a lot of the thoughts that I had, like creating a curriculum for the youth, it, was, it wasn't for me though. You know what I'm saying? I really felt like it was 
No, I don't feel like I know it was, though. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. was sent to my head to be translated down to the paper. You know what I'm saying? I asked God for my purpose. All right. And everything else started coming after that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, it really happened because of uh, just starting out with that, with school for real, though. And uh, just working at the juvenile. It's just seeing their situations. Like, it be like little things that I know. Mm-hmm. I've been introduced or I probably learned on my own or just by researching it that they could use. And so just giving it to them, though. Like, oh, all you need is game. Right. That's it. You just need to be, you just need to know. You don't know how to handle yourself in certain situations. Like, I know a big one is learning how to respond when you feel disrespected. Mm-hmm. That's one That's one thing that I want to emphasize on that with them. Uh, and so much of just, um, just realizing, like, it's guidance, though. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? A lack of guidance. Okay, okay, now. Now, growing up in the 90s, early 2000s, we was mm-hmm. bad. But these kids now, some of them is, is bad. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. how do you get through to a kid? You know what I'm saying? So you say something to a kid and they tell you to shut the fuck up. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So what type of tools did you use, you know what I'm saying, to get through to certain kids? And and what barriers did you have to break? Did you have to break any barriers personally as far as like socializing or being able to connect with kids? Was that was something you was always good at? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like that's been something natural to me, like connecting with mm-hmm. the, connecting with the kids. Uh, and it'd be more so of me knocking my pride down as a man, and sometimes just going down to their level and bringing them up for real though, speaking their language though, right, where, right, they, right. where they understand. Like even so much of like the little terms that they use, you know what I'm saying? Like speaking to them that and, and showing them that you know what I'm saying? Like it's genuine because. Just like any other human, people can feel when you're genuine. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? They can feel when you like real or when you you got bad intentions for them or something like that. So it, it's more so. I think it's so much of that, and it's so much of me sharing what I'm doing. I don't, I don't, I don't have some because I know I spot, I spotted that it's important for them to that they like things for real. They like like materialistic things. They like saying if it's gonna work. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I tell them like, hey, I'm a therapist. I do this. I do that. I got this company and stuff like that. And so they see it can work. So now they wouldn't have listened to you. You know what I'm saying? And even so much as just just being myself and just giving them game about things and stuff like that. So And they talk to each other as well. So Right, true, true. And they yeah, he he real dude, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So is it just young men? Is it men and girls? And is it a difference between relating to the two? Uh I say the girls. The younger girls, they more so, they more so open to like the emotional aspect. Okay. It take a little minute for the young men because All it's right. not the popular thing mm-hmm. to do to be emotional and stuff like that. But once they see, it's usually I, one thing I do like, and I've seen it frequently all the time. Once like the the strongest of them in the room start speaking, everybody else will get comfortable. Right, and they right. chopping it up. Mm-hmm. So it's usually like you can usually spot out who that is because they'll probably be the most quiet or they'll kind of they'll kind of be like. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, y'all, woo, woo. Once they say something, you see everybody else raising their hands and stuff like that. But they all are interested in it. But And they real wise, too. They wise. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we don't we, we talk to them like they kids and they don't know better when they've been exposed to so much. Yeah. I feel like the average lifespan of a of a 13-year-old is like the 30-year-old in the 90s. Mm-hmm. They got ops for real at yeah. school. Like, y'all yeah. got, that's crazy. That's why I always say that these kids, they they a little bit smarter than us, man, than we was, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, I, I know my, my, 
my uh six year old daughter would have met me at six, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I would have been probably slow to her, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's the exposure, they got the iPads, the phones, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It starts a lot earlier just being able to be exposed to the world, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. as far as even as the people uh find their sexuality, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I didn't know nothing about dykes on excuse me if that's not the proper term, but mm-hmm. or gay people to really till I got to high school, you know right. what I'm saying? And, and stuff like that And now all this stuff You got people In, in grammar school Saying they think they Something else You know yeah, what I'm saying yeah, <laughs> So just, I definitely see where you Coming from with that Yeah I mean I, I ain't gonna I say man I think it's Something shouldn't be Exposed to kids Yeah exactly Let them right, be true, kids true, man And let true. them figure that out As they grow Like It'll be I, I don't know I guess it'll be Something natural for them mm-hmm. Because like If you If it's forced that's like I feel like that's pushing an agenda for real though. It is. That's just it me. Is. It is. Yeah. It is. Especially it's a, it's a lot of things we can go on and on about it that that they, they, they try to force on the kids. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Especially and even though the the music is is culture a lot of it, but some is a lot of it is you know what I'm saying kill kill fuck your bitch you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and stuff like that kill your brother you know what I'm saying right. and, and that that ain't that ain't the best way. Especially for in the inner city, you know what I'm saying? Right. For the only thing for a kid to be exposed, like you said, 13 year old having ops, you know what I'm saying? That ain't even something you should be worried about. You playing a video game, chasing legs. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? We playing hide and seek, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that, it's definitely a, a culture shock just from then into now. So, you working with the youth, man, mm-hmm. you got your, your thing going on. As an overall, you know what I'm saying? You talked about connecting with the youth. What's, what's, what would you have to say be the, the, the most um fulfilling part about what you do you know what i'm saying at the end of the day what what makes you feel good the most about exactly what you do uh just the clarity they get the clarity and them wanting to and them admitting i I love when a kid come to me and he tells me he or she tells me like hey to be honest i do want to do this though but i just don't know how to get into it right in my head i'm like you could have just said that but then i understand like the pressure that they under and stuff like the peer pressure and stuff like that or even so much of them not even having exposure to it right so them wanting to make a change but just not knowing how and that's doable that's fixable that's something we can look up together we can figure out together we get resources for you to figure out how to do it though you know what i'm saying and just them getting clarity for real though. Like that that'd be big for me. Like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, so this is what it is. And then helping them just transition. Transitioning into like mindsets though. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let me ask you this, with you being you've been to different places, working in different areas, mm-hmm. and you being from the inner city, do you think that that the inner city kids are kinda at a disadvantage, you know what I'm saying? Cause just speaking on the exposure. And I had my daughter in gymnastics, you know what I'm saying? But mm. I had to take her to next door to Oak Park, you know what I'm saying, and get her involved in the gymnastics. So do you feel like kids in the inner city are at a, a disadvantage as far as resources, or is it just a, a lack of a research? Definitely resources. The resources, it's like, it's, 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 so, it's a big difference. Like, look at our facilities, though. Like, our basketball course we got, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The different things, like, some of this stuff ain't been worked on since we were shorties, bro. Like, mm-hmm. and it's crazy. And then you go out to the birds and you see brand new backboards or brand new bleachers and stuff Skate like parks, that. Skate parks. Skate parks, you get what I'm saying? Exposure. It's exposure to different resources. We don't even have programs well. Okay, so I, I had a meeting at a school called CYDI. Mm-hmm. It's out south. That's a nice school. I like that school because they got classes for construction. 
got acting classes, music classes, teach you how to make video games, 3D, and it, it's like, it's not being publicized though. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they, like somebody ain't been promoting ain't them. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Right. They ain't nobody been promoting them and they got Especially all these outside. resources. You also, it's on uh, 78th and Union. Okay. 78th and Union. And are we going through the building? She, The lady showing us a tour. It's like they got all these classes for everything. You get what I'm saying? It's like this is what we need, though. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, and I always feel like I had something against, uh, I ain't going to say something against, I always feel like the school systems could do better. Because for one, they give the kids tests, and when they fail tests, that knocks down their confidence. When tests in life is to make you better. You mm-hmm. learn from tests in life. You get what I'm saying? And even so much of like, if you see that a kid is strong in one area, why not have that kid building? You feel me? Continuous to build on that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I always feel like the school system can work on that, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, if this person is good with his hands, put him in things that'll be good with his, with, with his hands. You feel right. me? Because everything, mostly everything, everything in this world is built with your hands, though. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So it's like, that's what that is. And that's why they fail. They don't put them in their stronger areas, though. Okay, okay. So, and, and like you said, a lot of things, and even back in the days, a little bit before us, you know what I'm saying, trades was a big part of, of being mm-hmm. in school, you know what I'm saying? They took all that stuff out, you know what I'm saying? You could go to school in high school and do HVAC and, and carpentry mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, you, you touched on, on the facilities like that, but other than that, what do you think CPS lacks and they can do better, you know what I'm saying, to help the youth? Mm-hmm. Uh Get getting proper resources to help the youth. When I say proper, right? So, <clears throat> the job I was working at, right? I'm no longer with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say frequently. So it was a curriculum that they used for like mental health. It was, and I, I, I kind of, I ain't no kind of. I express that I don't think the curriculum was for black kids, though. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't made like that. It wasn't like so. Like the things we talked about, either they knew already. It was basic. Or it was something that they couldn't relate to. You get what I'm saying? So I decided to create a curriculum myself. You know what I'm saying? So I created a curriculum with five lessons. And then at the end, I have a transition plan. So I want to, at the end of this, as well as the youth, I want to help adults transitioning out of jail. So I'm going to help them transition out of jail. And from there, we're going to learn how to develop a belief system. Uh, We're going to learn how to learn process of elimination. What do you need to eliminate that got you in the position right now? You get what I'm saying? Then we're going to learn about replacement. To eliminate some, if you eliminate some and you don't replace it with nothing, you're going to go back to it. So what you need to replace it with, you get what I'm saying? Then resources, opportunities, and just different things. Purpose, learning purpose for real, though. And how could you be, how could you feel like you contributing to our community, to society for real, though? Okay, okay. So, and is that what you got going on now? Your your own curriculum. Mm-hmm. And before we get more into that, how do you how do you doing what you do? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Provide the answers to them questions. You know what I'm saying. Like the resources and the the research. Is that something that you do yourself? As you connecting with other um, programs outside mm-hmm. of yourself to be oh, so you into this? Let me connect you with this. How do you connect the dots as far as that? Uh, networking, networking. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't care who it is. I'm gonna call you. I don't like. I didn't call Chase Bank. All them. I don't, I call anybody and I ask them. Worst thing they could tell me is no. Somebody mm-hmm. gonna say yes. All I need is one yes to start off the dot connecting. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Once you can see what I can do, we get in the room. You see what I have to offer. 
I'm confident that this is going to work. And so it's like, if they see that and they feel like that's what it is, then that's what we're going to do. But other than that, as far as like uh, answers, as like resourcing, just remember, like I said, just networking, building, having a good first impression when you meet people. Like I uh, I worked a small job um, at a factory job and it was, it was through a, um, a temp agency. And I still connect with the guy. And I told him about the program. So whenever he said, whenever you're ready for the transition program for the inmates, when they come out of jail, let me know so we can get them jobs as soon to get them money. You get what I'm saying? Because you need money as a man right. to like stay afloat. You get right, what I'm saying? Exactly. We can Right, for real though. So it's like that can be that. And then as long, then I also plan on doing therapy sessions with him though. You get what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because it's things that we can get over. So just stuff like that. Um, and providing the answers, most of the answers I got, like, to speak to people really don't come from me. On everything I love, I probably come from God, bro. It really do. I can hear from them. I can't explain how. I don't know why. It's wisdom, man. That's what it is. Yeah. So Wisdom, faith. So, okay, let's talk about, let's get into what you got going on now. What's mm -hmm. the name of it? Did it uh, birth strictly out of you being at the old job and, and noticing what they lacked? And did they not... Uh, receive your 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 recommendations too well, and he was like, "Man, mm -hmm. I'd rather just go do my own thing." Or mm -hmm. how did how did you birth what you got now? What's the name of it again? Uh, it's called ICFS, Initiating okay. Change for Self. Okay, it's a consultancy agency. Yeah, so um, when I when I first uh, brought it up that I ain't think really that that the curriculum worked for black kids. You feel me? I guess it was taken wrong. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, it's kind of like when people tell you just be direct, be honest, I think they apply that to themselves. Mm -hmm. But when you be direct and you be honest, it may be an issue. You get what I'm saying? And so from that, it's pretty much like what you said, though. It's like something I was noticing, like, like they not getting it. The kids wouldn't be engaging. And so it's like, it was an issue because I was kind of like putting my own, adding my own, not adding my own, but like kind of making it in a way where they were, it was engaging for the kids to really listen to it and more so connect to our community, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, our culture, what we can relate to. And so I got to a point, it's like, if it's this easy and it's something that I'm noticing naturally, you feel me, I might as well do something about it, you know what I'm saying? And so that's what it was. It was like, I, it was like just noticing like from all my experiences from like the juvenile, like, Noticing like the stuff that I went to school for, then looking what's in front of me, you get what I'm saying? I feel like it was just something like God is just leading me to though. Okay. Everything happened for a reason, so that's what that was. Okay, so before you created it, did you create the curriculum first? Where did you learn to create a curriculum? Was it from the old job? And how do you insert yourself into these places of need? Are you just going knocking at the doors of juveniles, sending emails? How do you insert yourself to these? To these kids that need how do you do that uh, so uh the development of the curriculum it was in april i had my cousin up and he was uh he was telling me he was like man he was like you could start your own thing like you really like he's like like you really good because sometimes like when i do something i don't never notice like my works until i sit back mm -hmm. and i go forth so much that i don't get a chance to really sit back sometime and look over it so he was just telling me that, and I had one of those moments to sit back. And as soon as he said that, I went to I went to Walmart, and I I just put I had big I had big ass sheets of white paper, posted them all around my room, and it was like stuff was just coming to me, bro. Like in my head, like 
You know what I'm saying? Like, and I felt it in my heart, and it was like, it was just there. So the curriculum got developed, like, not even based off my last job, just based off, like, just pure, pure intuition, like, pure intention for real. I think it's always been inside of me. It just, it just took that moment for real. But and once I got that developed, like, uh, I came up with four sessions, and then I added, I added another, a fifth session, like, about two months ago. Mm-hmm. I added the transitioning part. Okay. Transitioning into, uh, into from from where you at into society. But uh, as far as like getting getting the curriculum out, pushing the curriculum, I call people, I email them. Like I, only thing they can tell me is no. Somebody mm-hmm. gonna say yeah, and then they gonna come back asking. Okay. They gonna come back. So what what has the 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 reception been like? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. After you work with a certain group, what what's the type of feedback and input have you been getting back from? Oh, uh, um, it's been uh, I so so far I really I really haven't had as much as I would like, but I understand that's the process of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all it's been all good. It's been all good. Uh, that's more so of of people just asking me. Referring me to different different agencies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just ask me what what can they do to help me get this out more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because our youth need it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So and and I know we've been talking about you a lot and the networking, but is is you a one man team? Is it is it uh do you got people that you directly work with that's a part of your business as well? Or is it mm-hmm. just just you? Uh, right now it's just me. I'm doing everything, but I do have a plan. I already have on on on, on sheet, and it's like the people who I do have. I'm a, I'm gonna develop a smaller team to start out with. So until I can get like funding and stuff like that to pay them, you get what I'm saying. Uh, I was just doing it, but I do have I do have like three three to four people right now that if I ask them, they'll do anything for me though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have them. Um, I do have a staff on paper that I, I'm going to hire, and from now I really want to provide jobs for, for everybody I know. Anybody that need a job, you get know what I'm saying? That's struggling, and we can make money together. Let's do it. I want to mm-hmm. be able to help not only with this business. I want this to start out to this can be what it is, but even so much branching off that can help all our everybody, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody. Okay. Okay. So, so obviously, this is the inception. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? ICFs, ICFs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, what is your what's your overall vision for? It? What's the goal? You know what I'm saying? When you sit back and you able to chill and take a day off because everybody running it, mm-hmm. what is it gonna look like? Uh, I want to get it out to like state to state though. Okay. I mean, starting here, you know what I'm saying? That's the origin, the root. So, just starting it out and teaching people the curriculum to work with the kids with it and keep developing the curriculum. So right now we got like five sessions. I want to make another five, you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Cause uh, it's, time's gonna change right now. You get what I'm saying? Time's gonna change. And so adjusting to those times and staying connected with the youth, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? Like really staying in the street and just, just knowing like what's going on, you get what I'm saying? So we can figure out how to help for real though. So that's being consistent with that, teaching people how to teach the kids. You know what I'm saying? Working with the kids and just staying on that. So eventually we can, you know, build us a dynasty though. You know what I'm saying? Like us being capable of what we know we can be. You feel mm-hmm. me? Them like black excellence. Yeah. Cause we we can't sure. do that though. Yeah, for we sure. can't oh, do that. We yeah. just got to see it and keep going. Okay. Okay, man. Before I get you out here, I got a couple more questions for you before I let sure. you go. Okay. So 
with you running your own business do you um what is, what is your your support system like as far as you know saying your friends your family do they support what you're doing do they do they recommend you to other places and stuff what's what's your your media support system like uh my support system smooth i know uh i know i can name off top my girl she really support me for real though she heavy with the support of my moms all my people though like whatever it's kind of like whatever i need though it's like if they can understand like what i'm doing they 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 with it though yeah but like if it's in the room if they're in the room with somebody and it comes up like with what i do or somebody need it then yeah like even so much of, uh like we just went to uh arizona and my my uncle you feel me? He wanted me to top it up my little cousins and stuff like that. So even just utilize me. I want right. that though. If, yeah. if you feel like your kid needs mm-hmm. somebody to talk to, come top it up with me. I got yeah. you. I don't care. I'm not going to charge you or nothing because we need that though. Yeah. All right, I charge you and I know you need help. That's bogus. Right. You feel me? So it's like just just genuinely just like helping the youth out. That's 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 literally my purpose here on earth for real though. Like, and, and that's something else I meant to ask you too. Are you, you know what I'm saying, counseling your your direct, you know what I'm saying, cousins, brother, little yeah, brothers and stuff sure. like that. And they all are they always receptive or is that um are they always receptive because y'all family or mm. is it sometimes you gotta break walls and barriers with them as well? I say it'll be more so the kids always receptive. It'd be okay. more so the adults. Oh. You get what I'm saying? Cause you know they stuck in their ways. Right. That's why I like working with kids though. But more so as like the adults, they want to hear it, but they don't. They want to hear it the way that they want to hear it though. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Instead of that, but that's 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 a little bit tougher. Like working with the adults and uh, you know, don't nobody want to be told. Like, All right, they've been doing something wrong. They've been, been doing, doing something doing it the right way, or they right. can do it better. You know right. Well, it ain't. Well, they don't think their situation is what what it is, and they hear they feel like they victimizing themselves, and mm-hmm. sometimes they may be the problem. And if you bring that up to them, it's an issue, or you going against them. Mm-hmm. So now they kind of like. So I'm kind of like. It depends on who it is. I ask like when somebody calls me with an issue, I ask them like, do you want to vent or you want advice? You know what I'm saying? Like I listen to you. Is, is that a, a, a what's the big difference between that? You know what I'm saying? Because for somebody in your situation, I could uh, can assume that it, it'd be hard to just listen to somebody vent without giving advice because you got so much mm-hmm. game. You know what I'm saying? So is that something that you could honestly do? Is just listen to somebody vent, or is that something you all also been trained in and training to do? Uh, I think that just come natural. I love listening. Okay. Like I rather listen than speak, though. Like. I speak when I have to speak, but I kind of like keep everything again. Like I just learn. Uh, but as far as like vent and uh, advice, I say it it can be like uh, I ask them like uh, you, if you've done venting, do you want advice now? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause some people literally just want to just talk. Mm-hmm. They just want to talk to somebody that's not gonna tell their business. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like sometimes. And one thing I learned, like sometimes when you when you let people talk, they kind of know they own, they kind of know the solution to their own problems. They just have to say it, and it's like they gotta be comfortable enough saying it, for real though. So okay. that's what it be. All right, man. Before I let you go, you touched on the 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 the, the some form of prison reform and having mm-hmm. um, work opportunities for people coming out of jail. Is that just for youth, or is that for grown people as well? That's especially for grown people. Okay. Uh, but that that'll probably be um, that'll be sometime in a, in a in the near future though. Okay. It'll be sometime in the near future. I I still want to get off the uh, the ground of uh, with the youth. Okay. 
So so I understand that, but just mm. to get to get to uh what you what you thinking about that mm. on that, what is it about um working with adults that you think you would be able to help on? Cause you know, a lot of adults, especially men coming out of jail, you know mm. what I'm saying, thinking they know it all. And for a lot of them, it's a revolving door, you know what mm. I'm saying? So and for some of them, it's even it's even cool, you know what I'm saying? I didn't seen somebody on their way to jail like, man, I, I can do my time, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like chilling. So, what is it that you think you can do or offer differently to to maybe help people uh, in that situation? Uh, I more so say uh, it's kind of I say it's kind of easy to go back to something if you don't have nothing to replace it with. That's like True. you get what I'm saying. So like helping them transition. Even so much of giving them an option. All right, like you're a grown man, so you're gonna make your decision. But if you don't have a decision to make, you get know what I'm right. saying? Then that could be it could be more so easier. Or if to you go feel like way. you only got that one decision. Right. You, know you feel go me? back. The only way I can make money is sell drugs. You the know only way, you get know what I'm saying? So giving them options. You get know what I'm saying? And showing them that it is way. And then um even so much of using using just who I am and using my my networking to help give them opportunities to provide like opportunities for themselves for real though so that's I, I feel like uh it could it could be beneficial to uh to a lot of adult men who want to change though i say the ones who want to change though because some of them may have experiences where they're like damn i got off with that i can't believe it you right. feel me but some may be like hey that's what it is that's what it was so it all depends on the person though all i can do is just be there you feel me all right man uh, I can't. I know. I see. Can't keep saying before I let you go. But before I let you go, real quick, man, because I think mm-hmm. what you're doing is real honorable. I think a lot of people listening and watching this could use you, your services. Mm-hmm. But for the people who still, you know, what I'm saying, maybe stuck in their ways or, or think they can do it all, just uh, lead the people with some free game for some people who may be working with some kids that that mm-hmm. need some talking to, that need some help, that need some support, that need some encouragement. If you could just. Get them a minute or some of some free game. What would it be? Mm. I say for the for a couple points, man. I say for the first one, learn to listen and understand instead of listen to respond. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we're not always right. Nobody is ever too old to not learn. You know what I'm saying? Um, and knowing that working with kids, kids are sponges. So whatever you give to them, they gonna soak in that game. So being mindful of the type of game that you give. You get know what I'm saying? And sometimes you can give game from being trauma-led or being intuition-led. You feel me? So just knowing the difference of that, uh, being humble as well. Being humble, uh, learning how to respond to disrespect. That's major. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, like I always say to the kids the story of the puppet master. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, if I can, like, let's say somebody was right here, and I'd be like, hey, watch this. Watch I blow more. Right. And I say something to you, and you give me the response that I'm looking for. I'm the puppet master. Right. I control your emotions. Right. You get know what I'm saying? I control you. You feel me? So it's like being mindful of the puppet masters, though. And it's like, how do you how do you cut the strings from a puppet master? Focusing on the facts, for real, though. Like, if somebody say you a bitch, and you know you're not a bitch, why would you respond to that? You know what I'm saying? You're giving them some type of relevancy. Right. You feel me? That's not relevant because I know who I am. Mm-hmm. So who are you to tell me that? Like, if I told Jay-Z he was broke, he going to look at me like, boy, you a goofy. Go ahead on. You feel me? So, <laughs> All right, right. Something like that. So I just say just be mindful of learning how to control emotions for real, though. 
for real, like control your emotions, just being you and be you authentically. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're going to find your lane. And trust in God, for real though. Go to God about everything, man. That's that's the source of it all. All right, man. For sure. I definitely appreciate your time. You out here doing real honorable work. Appreciate so it. So for the listeners and the whoever may be watching, what could they hit you up to to get your help to acquire mm-hmm. your services to share your information with uh 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 somebody who may need it what what how can they do that uh, you can find me on facebook johnny daniels my full name uh i'm on instagram icfs consultancy uh you can email me at initiating at initiating change for self at gmail.com or you could just inbox me at either one of those and you can get my number we can we can chop it up and do work all right, man. Appreciate you for for coming through. I definitely understand how valuable time is for somebody in your situation, man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. man that shit. It's it, it's a lot of people doing shit that ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? What you doing, especially at a young age, man, mm. is real honorable. Keep going, man. And I hope to have you back soon when everything is, is sure. more up and running and, and into fruition, man. So appreciate your time. Take it easy. For sure, for sure. All right, man. man. That was decent, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs>